Welcome back to the OHIO podcast, everybody. How do you like our new intro, huh? Oh, man, I'm loving it. Pretty jazzy, oh, yeah? That's awesome. I think I could do some pregame dances with that. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty awesome, man. We thank each and every single one of you who participated in our new intro song. Of course, we're so appreciative to the Dead Shimbecklers for allowing us to use that uh, song. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the name of the band, man, the Dead Shimbecklers. And uh, awesome, awesome little ditty called OHIO. Just perfect. It was like it was written for this podcast, man. I don't know how that happened, but here Eric, we I are. I got to ask. I got to ask. Who was the one that they they had four people in the or uh, six people and they were like holding them up with one hand who was that it was uh, OSU cheerleaders oh my god the cheerleaders at the end Did, yeah is that what yeah yeah so um a, a mother who listens to our podcast uh, she's a mother of a cheerleader yeah. and she submitted that to us that is the OS Ohio State cheerleading crew uh, wow Holding up, you know, the dude's holding up the little cheerleaders there with one hand doing the OHIO. It was perfect. I was like, that's, that's perfect. Wild. Yeah, that's we had wild. to put that one in there. So uh, we'll play that again later in the show. Mike Wargo is efforting to get on as we speak. I am in contact with him right now. So hopefully he will jump on here in just a minute and we can uh, introduce Mike Wargo to all of you who've never had the opportunity to meet Mike. Mike is a tremendous um, fan of our show, a huge supporter of the OHIO podcast, has been for years. Uh, we go down over, or not down, but over to Pittsburgh uh, to the Pittsburgh Alumni Association at least once a year to do a show over there. This past year we went there, Chris, for the Notre Dame game. And, yeah. And uh, watched the Notre Dame game with Ohio State's Rudy Never forget it. Memory I will never forget. So let's see who else is in the house tonight. We got Larry Daniels from Florida. He says, hi. Jar of Happiness. He liked that song. Let's go. Pumped up for a little OHIO podcast talk tonight. Uh, Brian Oberst, could we still send you pictures this week? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know that I can get them on. Uh, we can I try. say we have them keep coming, Eric. Just have everybody keep, keep sending those pictures. Keep sending pictures and just keep redoing them with different pictures and things. Sure, why not? We, sure, we Ryan. We can do that or just shoot, shoot, up little, uh, shoot up little collages on the uh, page as, as we get pictures. Cool. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. So you guys all know the drill. Like, share, subscribe. Let's get that thing going. Get some thumbs up tonight. Let's pump this thing out. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Rumble. We're live on X as we speak. We want you to be live with us on YouTube if you can. Uh, that way you can make sure to hit that thumbs up and get this thing shooting out there through the algorithm right now in the interwebs, as well as giving us, uh, if you want, some super chats. That's available to all of you guys tonight as well. Mike Bowers in the house tonight. Let's go. So this has been a huge month, guys, as um, – uh, Wargo's having zero luck, he says. Let me message him real fast, guys. But let's talk a little bit about the month of January for Ohio State. Okay? Um, starts off with this. The end of December was rough. We lose the Cotton Bowl. Our rivals win a national championship. But ever since that night, the momentum has swung back to the state of Ohio in a major way. 
My question is twofold. Number one, what was the what has the been the biggest moment for Ohio State in the month of January? Number one, and number two, and or number two, what has been your favorite moment for Ohio State in the month of January? JR, I'll start with you. I'm gonna go message with Wargo. Go for it. Oh my goodness, there's been so many. Um, I would say my favorite part. I think the typical answer is like, you know, all the guys coming back and stuff like that. But ideally, my favorite part has just been like how meaningless the national championship has been for Michigan. Uh, they or the team up north, I apologize, the team up north, because they they won it. People talked about them for like two days and then Saban retired and then Jim Harbaugh got right into his, you know, <laughs> NFL shopping and all that stuff. Because let's be honest, no matter what happens, Ohio State is going to field an excellent team year in and year out. This isn't that team up north where like you're scared about recruiting because sometimes you recruit in the 20s instead of the 10s or something like that. We have an excellent team every single year. But to see you know the fans up north get so excited and then just be basically turned turned into just haters for us because they had nothing else to talk about and they can tweet out their pictures, but nobody cares. Nobody cares because everybody knows it's an irrelevant national championship and uh, it's, you know, it just, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. People are talking about Ohio state because Ohio state is Ohio state. And that team up North had one good run where they cheated and it's over. Uh, this one's for you, Jr. Nicholas Quint. Do you think we will s- see wins vacated or punishment come down to TTUN? Yeah, so I talked about this, <clears throat> oh, I don't know how long ago it was, before I was even a part of the show, when I was just a guest, I think is when I first talked about it. Um, but yes, there is a whole lot going on. Um, the NCAA, from what <coughs> I have heard, is not happy with the way Michigan has been treating the whole situation, not necessarily their fans, but, you know, Jim Harbaugh saying I'm innocent and them just acting like they are untouchable. They, they are not happy with that. We have to remember here, folks, that this is a brand new, Charlie Baker is brand new to being in charge of the NCAA. We saw what he gave to Florida State for what? A car ride? Maybe two car rides? I mean, that staffer he, he is going to have a very, very hard time in the future because of all that he got. And I think that it makes the NCAA, I don't know this for sure, this is my speculation, I think it makes the NCAA even more mad seeing Jim Harbaugh leave and try to escape, or try to, try to escape town. And I have no idea why Sharon Moore took that job in Michigan. They're going to lose a ton of scholarships. I know that. There is no way they're going to have the same amount of scholarships. I've heard that from an incredible source who told me they are going to lose scholarships. There is going to be some kind of postseason ban. It's not what it will be. It's how long it will be. That's what they're debating right now. Um, And on top of everything else, um, I don't know if the national championship will be vacated. I know the last two seasons will. Um, We'll see if half of this last season will be vacated just because they can't prove that they were cheating after Connor Stallions was fired. Uh, That's the big thing right now. But Guys, it was absolutely him on the Central Michigan sideline. That's not the only school he was at doing that. Um, I don't know what the school was, but I was told 
he has done that before, uh, and the information just didn't leak about it. Um, and so it's going to get bad for, for Michigan guys. Eric, I know you said that you don't think it'll get vacated. I, I, I think it will personally, but that's not from a source. That's just me and my, my thought process. But I know these last two seasons are not going to be good, um, and th- things are not going to look good for Michigan here in the next few years. Yeah, I could, I could see that getting vacated as well. And the only reason being, I think the argument's going to be that they never would have got there without the cheating. It's not so much that they didn't win the game fair and square in the game, but the way they got there is going to be what costs them. And that's the hard part is that everybody knows that, but it's about proving it because that's the NCAA's biggest thing is they don't want a lawsuit to come out of this to where they say, you don't, you don't know that for sure. We won our national championship fair and square. And it's like, well, did you get there fair and square though? But but, but like you said, JR, it really didn't matter because everybody outside of Ann Arbor considers it completely irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, I have guests on my big 10 show all the time. that are like, yeah, Michigan won. Okay. You know, yeah, so what? Yeah. Like, I just wish Saban would have like great. retired that night. Yeah, <laughs> been fantastic. Maybe even at halftime of the game, you know, that would have just been great. You know, but yeah, that. you know, as far as as I go, you know, there's there's so much. Uh, I guess, you know, our, our buddy Jay's gonna be excited to hear me say this. There's so much to actually be excited about. Uh, with what's going on in Columbus. Uh, yes, the eternal pessimist is showing a little optimism here today. Uh, <laughs> y- you know, I think maybe the biggest thing for me, uh, you know, like you said, all the, the guys coming back is huge. But I don't know that anything has been bigger than landing uh, Caleb Downs. Uh, because that's going to completely revamp what was already a great defense. And I think it's going to put, like we've talked about, Sonny Styles up in that linebacker room. And that's really going to be dynamic, I think. So I really can't wait to see what happens with that. Yeah, that's that's interesting, Chris. Um, I actually did a poll on this. I'm going to show the results here here in a second. I'm going to upload those and show the, the results. But, um, you know, look, getting back to Connor Stallions real fast, if, if I may. Did you guys did you guys sure. see where he rolled up to Ohio Stadium a couple weeks ago, placed his national championship ball cap on his dash with some roses, and took a picture of that? Like that's a, the kind of stuff I'm referring to that the NCAA is mad about. Yeah, exactly. It's so, um, it's so like elementary and so petty. juvenile. Yeah. Yes, juvenile. That I can't help but just be like, gosh, that's it's it's almost creepy in a way, in all honesty. It's very, very creepy um that he would do such a thing. All right, I got the I got the results here. Let me let me pull these up. So uh we had 171 people participated. Uh I grabbed this yesterday from Twitter. Jim Harbaugh got eight point eight percent. That's it. Actually, more people were more like thought hiring Bill O'Brien was bigger deal than Jim Harbaugh leaving as head coach for Michigan. And then by overwhelmingly, Chris, just like you thought, Caleb Downs, 79.5% of Ohio State fans thought that 
was the best part of the offseason for Ohio State so far in the month of January. That's impressive that that many people think that one guy from the portal. Now, I would think maybe if I would have done the whole collection of guys, Will Howard, you know, the offensive lineman, Will, um, whatever his name is from Alabama, Will Bama. Um, McLaughlin, or what? I think that's what it Seth is. McLaughlin. Seth what, what, McLaughlin. Yeah. What, what about landed or landed two of the top four quarterbacks in the country? Yeah, I, I yeah, mean that's that's huge. So, but my point is this: is that Caleb Downs comes with so so much gravitas that the fan base is like, he is awesome. He is the man. You you go into Alabama and you lead the team in tackles as a true freshman. You are a stud with a capital S. I'm sorry. You just are. Okay? So that's huge. But this month, and I think someone mentioned it earlier, and I want to highlight that too, all of the juniors coming back, the momentum that brought this team, it really started there. And it really started, in my opinion, from what I've been able to gather with Jack Sawyer, basically coming out and going, I'm not leaving like this. And his his attitude towards that, I feel, really rubbed off on the rest of the team and their decision to come back as well. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. In my cognizant fandom, I can never remember this many draft-eligible juniors deciding to forego the NFL draft and come back to Ohio State. So if you were to ask me what has been the most significant or best part of Ohio State's run here in the month of January to start their offseason, it is, to me, the NIL collectives getting their act together. I don't know of another program in college football right now that is humming the way Ohio State is in the NIL collective. JR, your thoughts? There's really not. I mean, Texas A&M is losing Ross Bjork uh, to yours truly. Um, and I know some people weren't excited about that, but the dude can fundraise. I mean, that's that's really the biggest deal. When you can sign, what, the best class in college football history one year and then a couple years later fire a coach who was like $70 million, uh, you know, buyout, you know. Uh, the dude is just flooded with money, and he's coming into Ohio State, and I think he's going to keep the same tactic there. I think the difference is is that we have better people around that money. We don't have people who just say, oh, five-star, let's throw money at him. No, we have an actual scouting department that goes out and looks at these players and says, you're worth this much money. We will give you this much. And if the, if the player says no, then it's, okay, you're, you're not worth more than that, so see ya. We got somebody else to go give the money to uh, because Ohio State is confident in themselves. And you can tell that from Ted Carter as well um, there. I mean, I have never seen a fan base break the NIL's website donating. <laughs> never seen it happen. And, and did I not see that? twice. <laughs> I was gonna say, did I not see that they raised a million dollars last week again? They raised a million dollars last week because the NIL board like matched whatever the fans gave, and the fans gave half a million dollars. And then C.J. Stroud. I can't say enough good things about C.J. Stroud. Yeah, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you so, know, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, Eric, but, uh, you know, just to touch on on that, you know, you'd mentioned the scouting, uh, Jr. 
as much as I get down on Ryan Day, I will say one thing. Ryan Day has always been not necessarily about are you the right player for the program, but are you the right guy for the program? He really looks – he does – that's one thing I will give him credit for. He really looks at the character of these kids as much as anything. And, uh, you know, just seeing that all kind of roll together, um, it, it gives me hope for this year. It really does. Nick Quint, but between the individual players deciding to return or one player saying he's staying and then a domino effect, I think it's more of a domino effect of everyone wanting to play together again. Y- yes, but let's be realistic. You had to bring some cachet to them kids. Yeah. But you does had this... You ahead. had to give them a reason financially to stay. Um, and that's not a bad thing. No. Okay? It's it's not. I know there's so many people right now, like like Lane Kiffin. Okay? Oh, here we go. All right, go ahead, Eric. Finish so I can get on this. I Here we go. <laughs> Here's your tea. Here's the ball, okay? It's Lane Kiffin. Here we go, Chris. Batter up. Lane Kiffin whining about Ohio State's NIL when the dude literally is like Raiders of the Last Ark over here raiding the portal wherever he can. He's like the biggest pirate of them all. Like he's literally sitting outside of universities waiting for a kid to jump in the portal so he can grab him up and bring him down there to the Ole Miss. And yet he's crying about Ohio State's NIL, which is doing it legally according to the NCAA rules. Go, Chris. Hammer away. That's the issue right there. You stated the issue. They're doing it legally. For so many years, the SEC has been – the, the kings of the brown bag brown paper bag delivery of cash to players under the table. But now that it's above board and that everybody can do it, you've got Lane Kiffin whining about it. You've got Nick Saban running for the hills because he can't keep up with it anymore either. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous. They are complaining because everybody is able to do this now. They've lost their competitive advantage. And – you know, we, we've seen what happen, has happened, you know. You know, guys like Kiffin uh, who, who don't have that edge anymore. Guys like uh, uh, Saban who you look really has kind of lost that shine to Kirby Smart over the last few years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he beat him out this year to get in, but it's a different ball game now, Eric, because everybody has that same chance. It's not just – you know, the the duffel bag deliveries anymore. Everybody has the chance to do it. They're doing it above board. And you know what? Now, maybe, you know, Tuscaloosa isn't such a a big draw anymore because God knows what those kids were doing in Tuscaloosa during their downtime. Let me tell you, because it's not exactly a hotbed of excitement. You, you know, so these other cities and, and other, other schools – they were losing out to that illegal money before. Thought you I'm were taking done. advantage Sorry. of it now. And they're on, you know. Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> no, Chris. <laughs> Get a drink of water. There you go. <laughs> okay. So I think Nick Quint hits the nail on the head right here. Kiffin's upset. His running back left for Ohio State. Yeah. Well, you saw the, the smear campaign they tried to do on him after he left, right? 
And nope. then nobody Phil believes Asinjay. him because everybody says Lane Kiffin, you're a dummy. I mean, Phil and Phil Asinjar, in case people didn't know about it. Heard no, about well, it. Lane Kiffin, I forget exactly what Lane Kiffin posted, but he posted something about like being a good teammate or something like that. And then some kind of rumor leaked that Quint, Quinshawn Judkins went to Lane Kiffin after one of the games, last games of the season, one of the two or three last ones, and basically said like we need to change the offense. And <clears throat> what? came out of that rumor was that Quinshawn Judkins was saying like I don't want to be carrying the ball this many times because I would like to play an NFL career you know I want to actually have a future in football like thank you for believing in me but what's wrong with that right exactly there's nothing wrong with that and then Jackson Dart you know I forget exactly what the video was but post his little video about how there was like a cancer that was on the team and now he's leaving and he deleted it because everybody said, what do you do? You're an idiot. Like, this literally doesn't make any sense. He's the best player on your team, and you just lost him because you guys don't know how to take care of your best player. At the time, nobody really knew what it was about, but as t- things came out, it said, you don't know how to take care of your best player with his own personal interests. And, yes, it's okay for college football players to have their own personal interests. They do need to be invested in the team. But nobody should blame a guy for saying, I'd like to have a future in the NFL someday. Guys, keep talking. I'm working with Wargo here. So, <laughs> JR, it's your show right now. <laughs> well, the, the other thing we could talk about is Jim Harbaugh leaving, right? Um, and what and is going to be. How does that make you feel, be, JR? Well, it makes me feel mad because I would like to kick his hairball butt one more time. I don't know. But. It's fine. Um, I think he ran away from the sanctions that he knows are coming. I, somebody said that earlier. He said, oh, Harbaugh said he's innocent, but then he's asking for immunity. Uh, well, yeah. it's because Harbaugh's a liar. I mean, plain and simple. He's lied throughout his career in other areas as well. He lied when he said he wasn't leaving Stanford, and then he went to the 49ers. So uh, he lied when he said he would never look for the NFL again, and then next year and the year after that, he's looking at the NFL again. So – um, he knew that this was his only chance to get out of town and, you know, he's trying to be supportive and Mr. Nice Guy now. Uh, but in reality, they're going to get sanctioned and he's kind of leaving Sharon Moore in a really tough spot. Um, so now, I, I don't know. get Sharon Moore taking that job because even if Sharon Moore was not involved, even if Sharon Moore skates uh, away without sanction. You got Harbaugh gone. Now, rumors are circulating that Mender's going to possibly follow Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yeah, I think they announced that he is going. He, he, they did come out with the announcement, so... And they said he's going to the NFL. I don't know if he's going yeah, to, I mean, to the Chargers. This is a team that's going to be hurt, and, and how many more guys do you think are going to jump in that portal? Mender leaving, I think, is going to have a profound impact on the, the defensive side of the ball as far as the roster goes when that portal reopens. Well, actually, isn't it open right now for them for 30 days because of Harbaugh's leaving? It is. um, But I don't think anybody's leaving yet because they want to see what happens with the sanctions. I mean, Sharon Moore was the coach that everybody wanted. Um, At least that's what it sounds like from social media with all the players coming out and supporting him. Um, But that that only runs so deep. Like, if your team gets sanctioned to death... How many of them are really staying? I'm not saying any of them going to OSU. I don't think that's happening. Uh, but you really going to stick around if you have no hope of anything but playing 12 games? I don't think so. Well, and, and I don't know what era. you've heard, but I've heard uh, anywhere from 
two years to ten years possibly as a as a bowl ban. Yeah, yeah. It's not will the bowl ban happen. It's how long will it be. So that's, I mean, that's that's just to me. I mean, I, I can't imagine a team want anybody wanting to stay on a team that cannot compete for a national title uh, for the next X number of years. Um, I want to answer this one. <clears throat> Would Ohio State take a TTU in player? I hope not. I have a different opinion on that, Eric. Uh, okay, let's debate. I'm, okay, I, I've got because go I'll okay. One of the reasons why I I'm I would be weary of that is I think that they are so, and I know they're if there's any TTU fans and they like to watch the show after the fact and comment. And call me names and everything else, and that's fine. Um, I think they are so worried about Ohio State that they would try to literally plant a player. I believe that. I, I honestly, can see that. I, you know, and you Woody can't Hayden. put it above them. You can't put it above them. I mean, and, and I think that you, not, you've got. To- but if we're not doing anything wrong, it wouldn't matter, right? Okay, that's what, and that's Correct. what. I'm, so, but, but I'm but just what's saying. to say they wouldn't come in and do something wrong with that express purpose? Uh, you, you know, and then the other thing about that whole thing is, I think you have to call into play question the, the the character of some of these players. If you look, when asked about it, JJ McCarthy basically admitted he knew about the cheating. Billy Bob, if he brings, did. You have to imagine other teams, did, other other players did as well. Billy Bob, Billy Bob brings up a good one. They brought Bourne in. They did. Zach Bourne's older brother played it. Yeah. Yeah. Played it for the team up north, came to Ohio State, started a trash company in Columbus. Here we go. You all knew that eventually I was going to put on the the tinfoil hat, guys, okay? Crazy fan theories. You know, this is it. I'm just telling you guys. Like, I wouldn't put it past them. No. I like like Nicholas Quinn who's saying that there are any team up north – uh, players that they should try to pick up. You said your thing, and then he said, I retract my question. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, no, JR. No, here's my thing, and I and I totally get what you're saying, Eric, and I think that if you take anybody who doesn't have NFL aspirations, then that could totally happen. But I'm thinking of somebody like Mason Graham or Kenneth Grant who could fill a hole, or even Colston Loveland. Colston Loveland's from Idaho. This dude doesn't care about Michigan. He, he wants... He wants to make it to the NFL and win championships. I, I, why would he have a deep-rooted connection to ruin his career for a year, possibly by being a snitch? You know, I, I see what you're saying about other players, but I don't. I couldn't see somebody with NFL aspirations doing that to themselves because Ohio State could easily just kick him off the team, and then they don't have they don't have any game tape for a year. Um, but the other piece of it is. How demoralizing to the team up north would it be if you take their best player? It's essentially their best player saying, yeah, this team sucks. I'm going to go with the other team that I think actually has a chance. Like, I, I right? can't do it. I can't do it, JR. It's, to, me, to me, it's a slap in the face to the rivalry. It's a slap in the face to culture. You're basically spitting on Woody Hayes' grave if you take a player from Michigan. But you felt like come on, the guy wouldn't even buy gas in Michigan. He'd rather push his car across the border. You felt like that when Boren came. You you know, now now, hold on a second. Born, 
but Bourne. Bourne you know, wasn't nearly as good. Like we're, when you hear the name Bourne, you immediately right. think of Zach Bourne, exactly. right? That was the first and, uh, It was it was their older brother. It was okay, Jacoby, uh, the lineman. Yeah, Jacoby, Jacoby was the younger brother, right? And Justin was the older one. Justin, you're right. Justin was yeah. the older brother. Justin Bourne. Yeah. yeah. No, I I'm just saying. It, to me, there would be so much that you could say to team up North fans with, like, wow, Mason Graham thinks you guys suck. You know, like. <laughs> He thinks you guys are so bad. He left you in a lurch, and he came on over to where he knew the actual contenders, the actual good team is, uh, and then he plays them on the field, and then he crushes them. I mean, in my mind, that would just be completely – it's one thing for Caleb Downs to come in and crush them after losing in the, in the uh, playoffs like that, but to have your own player that you rooted for last year that they have highlights of – come in and destroy them and basically turn his back on the university and say, forget you, I'm going where it actually matters. I don't know. To me, there would be something really, really sweet in that. I get where you guys are coming from that like the fan in me feels kind of icky about it, but I would feel like I just focus so much on the, they turn their back on the other team. I don't know. I I mean, I just, I feel like these guys are all tainted goods at this point. I feel like there's a risk in bringing anybody from that roster. And I think any coach in the nation should almost consider there is a risk in bringing any player off that roster, any coach off that staff into your team because right now you just don't know what their character is. You you don't know what they are or are not capable of. It's, you know, with everything going on up there, it's not like there's one little scandal involving one coach. This thing goes all over the place up there. It's, you know, multiple scandals, multiple coaches, obviously player knowledge of what's going on. I I can't do it. I can't see in any, in good conscience, any coach in this country wanting to do that. Now, I understand if you're a fledgling program, that's one thing. That might be where the risk out or the reward outweighs the risk. But to me, I I just feel like it is too much of a risk for a program as established as Ohio State to even mess with. You're not the only one. Personally, I would take any I wouldn't take any kid from Michigan. This rivalry has rivalry has become personal over the last 3 years. I want to beat them and make them suffer. They don't deserve to be a part of the brotherhood. I agree. Chris agrees with you too. And, and it's, a, it's a slap in the face to Jack Sawyer who brought all his buddies back along with the NIL of course, but you know to, to come back and finish the job. And to be clear, I'm not saying I disagree with you guys because I see exactly where you're coming from. I just have this picture in my mind of like Team Up North fans just like completely just falling apart because their beloved defensive tackle, their beloved tight end who they've done fan interviews with and all of these things – turns on them and says, no, you guys actually suck, and I'm going with the real team. I don't know. I, I just – tell yes, me there would be something I understand, sweet about JR, that, though, you, guys, right? You like, want, you want to lift their sweet there. tears. I understand. What, what it would uh, yeah, say – <laughs> what, what it would say is that their belief that their culture is so great isn't necessarily what they think it is. Yeah, that's another um, thing, too. Stupid so, culture. Which is is laughable at, at this point. 
I understand you've won three Big Ten championships in a row. I also understand you won a national championship this year. However, I still believe that there's a huge asterisk next to all of that. I really do. Now, I also can I also can say this, and both things can be true. I do think that they had the best team this year, Agreed. especially up front. Agreed. The last couple of years, their offensive line has been phenomenal. Okay, and so both things can be true at the same time. Yes, you had the best team, but you also had an unfair advantage for the last three years. And even though that advantage might have been taken away from you midseason, you still had a good enough team to go out there and win it on the field. You didn't even need that to begin with this year. So why even put yourself in that situation? But I agree. This is a really good conversation. Um, so uh, well, Brian Oberst brings up a different aspect of that. Now, Maybe Steve, you- that I'm not as opposed to. <laughs> Why is that, Chris? Going after their commits in 2025, get them to flip. Why? Because if they haven't stepped on the field yet, if they haven't been in the locker room and been subjected to the scum culture, then, you, you know, maybe they're not they're tainted. Still, they're not as tainted. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. JR, what do you think, man? Would you do that? You'd, you'd do both. I mean, you'd oh, just yeah, be like. Oh, yeah, dude. I, anything, anything to make them think twice about their culture and all this stuff and anything that I can jab at them with like, oh, you thought Jordan Marshall. Well, I guess he's 2024, but you thought Jordan Marshall loved you. Turns out he just was using you and he's going to come to the real good team. I don't know. I just, man, I just can't stand listening to them for the past three <laughs> years. And anything I can get my hands on to jab back at him, I would love. Jordan Marshall, he brings up a whole nother thing, because you know what? He turned his back on his state to begin with. So you know what? I have no desire to have him back. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to get uh, Wargo on. We've tried multiple ways. He actually got on, and it was like he was trying to sign up for Evie Muck somehow. So... Um, I don't know what's going on with that, but we will effort this again um, to get him on the show for all of you because he is just an absolute great dude, and uh, you all need to experience having Mike Wargo on the show if you haven't uh, haven't done that yet. Um, you have to drive over there and just put the computer in front of him. What's that, Crit uh, Jr. Oh, oh, wait a minute! Do an impersonation. Oh, there he is. I think we might have him. I think we might. Hey, there's been a Wargo sighting. I think we might have him. Hold on one second. Let me get this going on here, Uh, and we'll bring him over. I think we have a Wargo sighting, everybody. Wargo, can you hear us over there in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh, are you there? He's got no volume. (laughs) Turn your volume up, brother. Can you hear us? He's figuring all this technology okay, out. Well, he figures this out. Todd brought up a good point. Why would you want their recruits considering they didn't offer uh, their low-level recruits the first time around? Some of them we did offer, like we Jordan did. Marshall. But, yeah. But he's right. There's a lot of them we did not even offer. Yeah. This, this is true. Uh, Wargo, when you are, able, are you able to hear us, Wargo? We cannot hear you. We're going to have to get you to turn your volume on. 
There should be a button down there with the uh, settings and hit your little gear settings and make sure your microphone is attached there and it's all working for you. Um, so while you're working on that, we will we will put Jr. back over here in the middle and continue. Jr., when do you got to start your show tonight? Oh, it's nine o'clock tonight, so I'll have okay. to head out at uh, okay. quarter till again. So let's do this then. Let's run through. Um, let's start running through the uh, depth chart, and then we'll hopefully get Wargo back here and uh, have that interview. So. Ohio State offensive depth chart. We did defense last week. Let's start with offense this week. Let's go with quarterbacks first. Uh, I got Will Howard, the starter. I got Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz battling out to be the backup. And I got Aaron Nolan and Justin Sand basically battling po- to p- be the possible starter in 2025. Agree or disagree? I'll start with you, Chris. I definitely believe Will Howard comes in and he is our game one starter. Um, and... I think what you're saying makes Hey, there he is. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there, that uh, it's most likely Brown and Ke- uh, Keenholz uh, going back and forth. But I really believe if Will Howard wins this starting job, at least one, if not two of these guys, doesn't transfer or is going to transfer out. And I think we're going to see by the start of the actual season that at worst-case scenario – uh, one of these guys is the third – Either one of the freshmen is going to end up being third string. JR, your thoughts on the quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we might lose Lincoln Keenholtz uh, just after what happened in the Cotton Bowl and uh, two prolific guys behind him. Uh, I think, unfortunately, he's going to leave. I don't think Devin Brown will leave this year. I think um, after this season, we'll, we'll see what happens with him and the, and the freshmen. But I don't think Devin Brown's leaving this year. You put up the burn the boats thing and stuff like that. Uh, I think he's going to compete with Will Howard, probably be the backup this year, and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, and then I think Keen Holtz will probably move on, which I'm sad about. I like Keen Holtz a lot, but unfortunately, you know, probably probably what will happen. I'm going to take Todd Doyle's word for it here. I haven't looked this up. Will Howard had similar stats last year to Terrell Pryor's junior season stats with an inferior players around him. That is interesting. Have you guys heard that before? That that that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I've heard people compare Will Howard to Terrell Pryor, and I see what they're saying with like the size and stuff like that. But he's not yep. near as athletic as Terrell Pryor. But I but I see what they're saying with like the stats. Um, Todd, Todd's right; they are similar. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're going to let uh, JR head over to his show. Thanks, JR, for stepping in and filling in. And then we're after the commercial. We're gonna have. Ohio State's Rudy, Mike Wargo with us, so hang tight, everybody. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, and we are back, and Mike Wargo has joined us. How you he doing? Is my, my man, hey, how you been? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. It is. You can hear it's, me good. Yeah, we can yes. hear you just fine. You're looking good. You're smiling. 
Dude, I can't tell you uh, how awesome it was. I know I've said this to you a couple times, Mike, but having us down for the Notre Dame game, getting to watch Ohio State Notre Dame with you in Pittsburgh, getting to watch Ohio State again with Ohio, getting to watch Ohio State versus Notre Dame with Ohio State's Rudy. I mean, that was so freaking cool, dude. Thank you so much for having us da- uh, over to Pittsburgh this past Thank season. you guys as well. That was a great time. We're very grateful when you come on out. And that was just a, an awesome time. And uh, I'm flattered you said that. It's really, really kind of you guys are awesome. I always love doing the show. You know, you know Mike, I'm really excited. We, we might have to take another trip over because I saw this uh, post that you put up that there's going to be a uh, little party if uh, – a certain team has their national title vacated. Is that correct? That's right. We got uh, the horror ball. <laughs> How about that? Um, yeah, we are going to do that. Uh, hopefully the NCAA will do the right thing in a timely manner and take away that ill-gotten national title that was stolen because, you know, we all know what happened and we've talked about it many times. So, you know, I want to see a repo truck show up and get that national CFP championship trophy gone and what we're going to do and, and we're going to have a big party just like the game watch at Notre Dame we're going to have the Buckeye cake uh, we're going to have the Buckeye pep band need some help on that one from you guys and it's just going to be a full party and we're going to vote on what game we're going to we're get Mike Spearbar to show a game obviously the season isn't on right now so we're getting Mike Spearbar to show one of the greatest Buckeye games of all time so I'm going to do a poll I'm thinking Alabama you know 2015 2003 Miami or, you know, Michigan game. A lot of people say Ryan Day's game in 2019 where he won the first time against Michigan. I think that would be appropriate too. And I really hope he gets this one next year for his sake. So we have a new slogan. You can pick this up over there in PA too. We have, it's BTB year. It's beat the blue, beat the bums, whatever you want to call it. Uh, BTB, that is, that is the slogan this year. We're going to beat the brakes off the blue. Um, I, I feel really good about this season, but the way last season ended was, boy, that was rough. And yeah. you went to the Cotton Bowl, Wargo. Tell us about your trip to the Cotton Bowl and how I did. How, how that was, man. I, I went to the Cotton Bowl, uh, had a great time in Dallas, did a lot of uh, – I got a hotel right by, you know, with the JFK assassination, so I did my assassination research. Um, didn't come up with anything different. But it was just a really historical place, and it's really something when you see it right there. but. You know, it was a great time. The Alumni Club of Dallas, it was it was really awesome. But you know what that game felt like? It, it didn't feel like a bowl, an old-school bowl game that we used to love and enjoy. That used to be a, a, a reward for the players. It was exciting. It really felt like watching a practice. Like, it just didn't seem like they took it seriously. This is my opinion. It just it, it didn't seem like they wanted to be there at all. And, you know, that, that game was very disappointing to me. And I think that's where college football is going. Uh, you know, the playoff system, thank God, these bowl games are going to have relevance because, you know, if it's a bowl game outside of the playoff system, I'm going to seriously reconsider going because that was just not – it just took away the fun out of that, that game. That's my opinion. Yeah, if it's going to be a bowl game outside the playoff system uh, and Ohio State's in it, I, I think we got a lot to be concerned about. With yeah. the expansion of 12 teams, we're not doing very well. We that's, that's a great point, Chris. That's a great point. But, you know, it's just I, – yeah, I'll still go. I, I enjoyed the trip. It was fun. Got to see a lot of Buckeye friends. But that's the first time I really felt the effects of the way college football has progressed. Like, okay, you know, nobody's 
people are opting out of the bowl game. The transfer portal's going crazy. We had, you know, it, it just, that's the first time I really see the effects of modern college football. And I think a lot of it is good, but I think a lot of it's kind of like an experiment, like a Frankenstein has gotten out of control. And that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Here's a question from one of the uh, watchers right now. Uh, this is from Brian Obers. How hard is it to walk on and make the team? So we're going we're going back to a little bit of the Rudy story here for you. Yeah. Well. Now, for me, this is a long time ago. This was 1991. So what is that? 33 years ago. So I'll tell you my story. Um, I was a guy in high school and, you know, I had pretty much zero athletic ability. I didn't start from my high school until my senior year. And I started at right offensive tackle my senior year. And I was going to play division three football. And it, yeah, I was looking at like Heidelberg, Mount Union and Ohio State just happened to be a happenstance thing. I was on the high school track team and uh, I became the number one shot putter when uh, the guy ahead of me didn't go out for the team for my senior year. So we had a track meet at Ohio State. So, yeah, I'll check it out. I applied to Ohio State. I didn't think anything of it. You, you apply to Ohio State. Obviously, I'm from eastern Pennsylvania, so I still wasn't very familiar with Ohio State. I went down. I fell in love with the place. But to get back to your question, so I got on campus. I asked around, started working out like kind of like in uh, the French field house. How do you make the team? You got to try out for their winter conditioning program at that time. So their winter conditioning was extremely tough. Uh, I think that was the hardest part of being on the Ohio State football team. And I was out of shape. Uh, I tried out the first day, embarrassed myself, didn't make the team. Forgot about it for a while. But what I did is I just started smiling and dialing. I called their football office. Now, this was an Ohio State program at this time that came off a loss against Air Force, which was worse than what we what we witnessed uh, in Dallas. That was probably one of the worst Ohio State losses ever. And that's before they had to transfer portal and opt out. So it really wasn't the excuses you have here today. But I think their recruiting class really got hurt for 1991. I think they lost a lot of key recruits. I really thought John Cooper was going to get fired. So I think I was in the right place at the right time. So I called up Bill Conley, great guy, recruiting coordinator. I want to walk on to Ohio State. I went to see him. I was honest with him. I said, look, I tried out. Didn't make the team. I think he liked that, that I was honest. I thought at the time I probably shouldn't have said that. He said, work your ass off. So in the summertime, you know, I just started running and I didn't really understand even what to do for conditioning. But I went down when he told me to try out. I, I ran a 40-yard dash. I ran just a couple of other drills and, and I made the team. So I, will that happen today in modern college football? I don't know if that's possible, but that was my story. So – I've, I've been writing this script in my head for a couple years now, Mike, since I've known you. One of my favorite scenes in the in the Wargo, Ohio State's Rudy story, is you working at Geauga Lake SeaWorld in Northeast yeah. Ohio. And you're getting yourself in shape. And there's a scene in my head where you're running <laughs> around where Shamu is. Yeah. And he's following you. <laughs> As you're, as you're running, <laughs> and you have this conversation with Shamu, like and he's, that's funny. <laughs> that I think that would be fantastic. I also came up with another scene of you as a as, as little Mike Wargo 
sitting down you, at the time you're your dad's remote control because there was no such thing as a remote control back then and he's watching Penn State football and you've got you, you, you know you've got the Penn State's iconic coach on the sideline and you're thinking one day I'm gonna play for him and then when you're Ohio State's Rudy and you run out onto the field yeah. I might be stealing your thunder here a little bit no, and I apologize not at all. the one play you get in it's against Penn State Talk about Joe, irony. Joe Paterno's over there, and, and right. you run out of the field, and you see that man, and you flash back in your mind as that little kid in <laughs> eastern Pennsylvania with your dad watching Penn State and Joe Paterno on the television. I got this. We got to get this time. thing made, man. We got to get this made. This Let's is millions. <laughs> I got a question here from you from a fan, Donald Hoffer II. Mike. As an alumni, he's he's pulling off the conversation we had before he got on. As an alumni, how would you feel if a TTUN player transfers to Ohio State, particularly if they are a part of the current TTUN roster? Ooh, that, that's happened, one. hasn't it? Hasn't that happened in the past? Then we have a Michigan guy come down at a buck pass. Bourne. I, Zach Bourne's older brother, yeah. That's right. Okay. I'm, Hey, welcome aboard. You finally saw the light. That's why I look at it. You know, I mean, you got a Michigan guy that's leave. Think about that. He's leaving Michigan to come to Ohio State. I couldn't imagine ever. And I think we're all the same thing. I couldn't not any bone in my body would ever want to transfer from the Ohio State University to go to Michigan. That's like, you know, Benedict Arnold or what have you. But hey, you know, the person saw the light. Obviously, with the transfer portal, if you have a bad day of practice now, you can leave. Back when I was there, back in my day, it was a major decision to transfer. You had to sit out one year at least. And if you wanted to transfer to another school in the Big Ten, you had to sit out two years. But now you have a bad day of practice, you know, coach uh, coach uh, told you to shut up or something. You can just transfer. I wouldn't have a problem with that. We'd welcome him with a, as far as I'm concerned. Now, if he transfers back to Michigan, we're going to go chase him up there and, uh, you know, give him a talking to but uh, I don't have a problem with that. Chris, you got any questions for our buddy? I'm just trying to calm down. And my blood I know. My, Chris and my, I my both are like, eh, we don't bit. want them. But, uh. <laughs> oh, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's just from a player perspective. I, you know, I mean, uh, maybe it wouldn't I, be a smart idea. Who knows? I get that. But I know it happened with Bourne, right? I mean, I know there was somebody who left Michigan and went to Ohio State, so. Yep. You know, I mean, let's face facts with the players these days. I, and, and that's one thing I think I hope that we can kind of rejuvenate. I don't know if the rivalry is as strong as it was, you know, with the whole modern college football. I hope it is. But, you know, I want to see players not dancing around before the game. I want to see players trying to start fights with the Michigan team next year. That's what I want to see. Hey, yeah. man, there's too much of the. There was way too much of the TikTok-y yes. stuff. I they were doing I, that before the Michigan game. Not, not man. It, it, they, they lost. You know, we had, we had, um, on our show, we had Master Teague the third on a couple weeks ago. I saw that. And one of the things that he that resonated with me was his conversations he had with Urban Meyer, and he said Urban used to tell him, "Be violent." He would walk by him and yeah. just say, "Violence." Yeah. Like I feel that Ohio State has lost that that drive that killer instinct that hatred in that game and it, i think it stems from the the belief of the whole tough love moniker that ryan day has i think yeah. ryan day needs to throw that out and just say it's it's tough hate at this point 
Did, like, well, I, lo- I love Ryan Day. I think he's a great guy. He's done more for a guy like me that's a former player than any other coach. Like, you know, now I get a, a game a year I can go to that's covered by the Ohio State University. I never had that. You had to get varsity O tickets if you wanted to do that. I'm three three hours away. But I get a game, a picnic. They invite you out to practice. They really want to have the former players involved more. And I just think he's a great guy. But let's face facts. He needs to go undefeated next year. Looks like he's made some great moves in the offseason. Obviously, crush that team up north. It's got to be brutal. It's got to be, you know, 100 to nothing. He said lay 100 on him. We got to lay pretty much close to 100 on him. It's got to be convincing, and it's got to be – we have a new athletic director now. You know, he's not going to be under Gene Smith anymore. You knew Gene Smith wasn't going to make any moves because he's retiring. We got a new guy now. And you know as well as I do, if it's another loss to Michigan, that could be the end for him. So I hope he really goes undefeated and does great and we can move forward. But, you know, if, if the problems aren't fixed next year, then it's really time to start looking for somebody else. So let me ask you, Mike. Um... We, we've talked about crushing. We've talked about uh, – Eric talked about bringing out the violence a little bit. You know, Ohio State made a, a addition here recently that uh, bringing back Anthony Schlegel as part of this team. Yes. This guy is equal parts toughness and absolute crazy. <laughs> and that guy that ran on the do field you think, probably do you think that that's a, <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that is part of getting the toughness back, bringing in guys like Schlegel and Laronitis? I, I think so. I think you got to get back that toughness. But, you know, it's it, you know, like Urban Meyer. You get somebody that comes in there. Urban Meyer, I heard the first day of practice, he starts running those guys. You know who the tough coaches were. Uh, the tough coaches on Ohio State, like our defensive coordinator, was Bill Young. He's a great guy, but he's not a guy you wanted to upset. You know, he, he would make you run. He'd make you do bear crawls. We need to have a little bit of that fear, you know, back in. I understand being a player's coach, and it's probably a little bit different, but there are coaches where, you know, it's my way or the highway. I've, I've had coaches, even though I was a walk-on, you ever put into practice like that again, we're going to throw you off the team. You know, I had Coach uh, Coach Young say that to me. He's a great guy, and it motivated me. You got to have that sometimes. And, and just the Michigan, we got to get back to it, and – you get like an Urban Meyer, that kind of just, you know, not be nice. We're not going to be dancing before the game. We're going to be, you know, pushing people around in the tunnel like we did before. But I think, you know, this is easily, that's just my opinion. They could lay 100 points on them now. Hairball left to wherever he wanted to go. You know, we got who, Sharon Moore stepping up to be the coach. So we got to lay 100 on them this year. We got to get vengeance for the last three years. Question from Nick Quint. Mike, when being on the roster, what opposing stadium had the best atmosphere that you got to attend? Uh, I was a walk-on, and the way things work in the college football world is there is the regular squad, which has about 100 to 110 people, but the travel squad only traveled about the 64 people. So I very, very rarely ever made a travel squad. I made it for bowl games. So I can't really answer that question. Um, I went to some bowl games. I went to the Hall of Fame Bowl. I went to the Citrus Bowl. Went to Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. But unfortunately, I wasn't a traveler. Uh, my senior year, I blew my knee out. I was hoping to make the travel team then. But uh, you have to travel to go to the away stadiums. 
you have gotten to go to a lot of bowl games, uh, especially yes. recently here. What's the best stadium outside of Ohio Stadium that you've ever been to? As, as, as just a player? As, as, no, as, spe- as a spectator. I, you got to like that AT&T Stadium. That thing's something else at Jerry Jones World. It's uh, it's pretty intense with that huge, uh, huge television. Um, last year, uh, the uh, Mercedes-Benz, those stadiums are just insane. I mean, it's just – just incredible and got to do, uh, got to do like some of the VIP experience there. I, I had a package where you can get like, you know, food and meals and things like that. So I think those two are really incredible stadiums. Cool. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we need to take a trip to Pittsburgh for the NCAA yeah. tournament. We're, let, let's meet up. Um, I, we need to get Aaron who's, who's, he's away this week on, on guard. He's a part of the national guard. Okay. We need to get him. We'll do a road That's trip. Awesome. Come over to Pittsburgh, hang out, watch some basketball, have some steak on a stone. Hit the casino. Hit the casino Hit for the Chris. Casino. All right. Watch watch Chris lose all his money. Uh, <laughs> and sit back and watch and laugh. I don't know. Um, I think we need to make have a good time at this, Mike. Um, we got the spring game coming up. Are you yeah. are you coming? I am. What's the date of it? I think April fourteenth or. 13th or 14th? 13th let me, okay. Let me look it up real fast. Yeah. I'll be there. It's fun. Yeah, let's look at the calendar here. Let me pull up the calendar real fast and uh, see when April, the Saturday in April, is the 14th. Nope, that's a Sunday. And that's that's one of our favorite parties of the year that we have. I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun last year. So Saturday, April 13th, spring game, Mike Wargo at the OHIO podcast tailgate. We're going to have him with us. We'll try to get someone else as well to come. If you are planning on coming to the spring game, you need to come and, and come to our tailgate um, and have okay. a great time, man. We It was awesome last year. Wargo got to sign a bunch of autographs. We watched a woman hit a parked car. Uh, yeah. That was <laughs> That was that was a great time, and then she tailgated with us, so it was cool. Uh, yeah, well, I felt bad for her. She was like tailgating alone over there. Eric, her friends bailed on her after she hit the car. I mean, well, yeah, there was some embarrassment happening there, but uh, yeah. um, Brian's hoping he gets to come to the spring game. Us too, Brian. It's it's a it's an absolute blast. Um, we had a great time last year. We're looking to have a good time this year as well. We had a great that. time, and you guys really made a great call on that. I remember that day when we were talking, and you said the offensive line has a lot of question marks. And, you know, you said that during the spring game, and we did have a lot of question marks with the offensive line. And that's what I was most disappointed with in the Cotton Bowl. It just seemed like those guys, you know, were, were getting pushed around. So, but, yeah. you know, it's a new year. We'll, uh, we'll put that in the past. And, uh, you know, Kyle McCord's gone, so we can move on from that. We got some some great talent coming in. So I hope Ryan Day goes undefeated and puts 100 on Michigan, and we can move forward from there. Chris Smith, he was there. Spring game tailgate was a good time last year. Everyone needs to show up. That's right, Chris. Uh, we did have you there. It was awesome to have you and Jay. Um, and um, we had family. We had friends. Mm-hmm. We had Mike Wargo. Gave away some great prizes. We gave away prizes. We had drawings. We had Big Nut show up. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And you know another good, a lot of fun too, is is if you live in eastern Ohio or in the Pittsburgh area, you can go hang out at Mike's Beer Bar with the OSU Alumni Association. This guy's there. He has pinatas, uh, 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 Buckeye cakes. 
It is a blast. Tell everybody about the Alumni Association there in Pittsburgh and uh, about the the watch parties you guys do. Mike. Well, our Alumni Association, we're only three hours away, so there's a ton of Pittsburgh Buckeyes. And uh, I'm vice president of the club, and uh, John Ruffley's our president, and uh, we do watch parties. So if you're ever in town, Mike's Beer Bar is right on the North Shore on Federal Street across from PNC Park. So come visit us. So for the game watches, we do, as I said, a Michigan pinata. If you spin and win, you can beat up that pinata. You get a $30 gift card to Mike's Beer Bar. They have 500 beers. They also have food if that's not what you're into. Uh, we get a Buckeye cake. Uh, we also do uh, uh, we also do uh, different kinds of prizes and everything else. And as I said, if the NCAA vacates this title, which I don't know why they can't do it in a timely manner when they say uh, we're going to vacate the national title. Now, everything I've ever hoped for with Michigan this year goes absolutely the wrong way. So I'm not holding my breath, but a hardball did lose today. So that was good. But if they if and when they do that, we're going to have a tailgate spectacular and it's going to be a dress rehearsal. So we're going to have the Buckeye band. Um, I could do a song before I get off here tonight and uh, a Buckeye band. And uh, we're going to play Buckeye songs and it's just going to be a whole dress rehearsal for the year. And we'd love to have you guys there do a live broadcast, uh, you know, from, uh, from there. We're going to try to really do it up. So, uh, but yeah, during the year, uh, come on out and we got 50 fifties, all kinds of fun stuff. So, and if you're in the Pittsburgh area, consider joining our club. We do yeah. events. We're doing a basketball game watch, I believe March 3rd. I'm in the well, Delaware. I'm in the Delaware Alumni Association Club, and awesome. I'm I'm really thinking about going ahead and just signing up for Pittsburgh to be in the. <laughs> We'd love to have you, man. We'd I love mean, to have it's you. so yeah. like no nothing against the Delaware Club here, uh, but uh, your club is off the t- is off the chain, as the kids say. It is a lot of fun, man. Thank you. We always have a ball when we go down there and uh, go, or go head east over to Pittsburgh. And it's never it's boring. Awesome. It, no, it's never boring. It's not. And, <laughs> and we're undefeated, Mike. We're three and zero in watch parties when we're with you. If there's a national championship game, you guys are going to kidnap you and make you show up at the. Uh, at the <laughs> well, you know what? Ball. Maybe even uh, make a trip over for uh, an away game next year against that team up north. Yeah, this coming season, but the one following. There yeah. you go. I want to uh, go to the Ohio State-Michigan game, but I have so much fun. That's our biggest party of the year that I haven't made it out to like an Ohio State-Michigan game in person in decades. We well, just you know so what's sad, Mike, is I'm actually up in Akron every year at Thanksgiving. So I need to really make that one hour, one hour and a half drive over. We love Bring that. my wife over next year when you guys have the, have the uh, Michigan party. It's always, it's always a great time when you come. And uh, that's, you know, hopefully we'll be celebrating a lot. And, and you know, we're due. I mean, this is, yeah. How much did that hurt watching Michigan win that national title? That's like your nemesis, the person. Everybody has a nemesis growing up. And it's like that person took your job, your girlfriend dumped you, or your wife dumped you, and that, that nemesis is there hanging out with your wife. It's like, that's what it felt like. It's like, you know, the person you could not stand is having all this success. So we got to change this immediately and go forward. And of course, you know, they cheated. We didn't. So we're going to have fun. I mean, it's uh, 2024 is going to be a great year. Nick Quint, I would like to be a part of Alumni Association Northwest PA here. There you go. So here's the deal, Nick, if it's all right with Wargo, uh, I'll share uh, 
uh, Nick, I'll share your information with Wargo or, or yeah. I, think I, got, I think I have your email, Nick. I think, I think you emailed me. I'll send that to Wargo and we'll get you guys hooked up, man. Have you be a part of uh, the alumni association there. It's a lot. It's We'd awesome, love to dude. have you. Um, if you go uh, Pittsburgh Buckeyes, I'm looking at the uh, Pittsburgh Buckeyes. You'll see our website. There you go, Nick. OSU Alumni Club of Pittsburgh. Here we go. So if you go Pittsburgh Buckeyes, it's OSU Alumni Club of Pittsburgh. That's our site, pittsburghbuckeyes.alumni.osu.edu. So that's our information. It tells you how to join. We also have a Facebook page, OSU Alumni Club of Pittsburgh. But if you do pittsburghbuckeyes.alumni.osu.edu, we'd love to have you. But join and us for our game watch. Uh, we do updates on Facebook, and uh, we got some parties planned. And what's awesome about the, the group there in Pittsburgh is there's a wide range of – ages and people yeah. like you've got young right out of college you've got people who remember woody hayes when they were in in, in college right. and everybody in between um uh, and they all get along great and i love how after every game we sing carmen ohio man put our arms around each other we sing carmen ohio it is awesome love that love that association i'm gonna sign up uh nick if you sign up, I'll sign up. How about that? When Nick signs up, I'll sign up. You got two members tonight. Well, let's give uh, him a three for Eric. I'll throw my name in the ring. All right. All right. I'm sharing it on our Facebook page. Everybody's going to be so fired up. There you three. Yeah, and, and, and now, That I means guess, we I, might have to make more than one trip a year over, though, Eric. Uh, you guys are I'm, welcome anytime. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. It's one of my favorite trips. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll have Mike Wargo at uh, um, the uh, tailgate there for the spring game. You said you got something special prepared for us tonight, Mike Wargo. Oh, okay. So let's uh, – uh, um, uh, we have a Buckeye pep band, and uh, the caller that just uh, – the person that just sent in, if he plays an instrument, we're looking for new new people. All right. Let's hear I'm it. I'm going to play um, – I'm going to go over here so it doesn't jam up the sound. I'm going to go over here and play a great Buckeye song so we can move forward for the year. Okay? It's going to start in two seconds. All right. <laughs> There we go. All right. Hey, sorry to my neighbors. <laughs> love it i love it i love it crack it. it's gonna be great year it is gonna be it you know the first year they had the 14 playoff ohio state won it yes and i feel like this is gonna i feel like this is gonna be the year btb beat the blue Beat those bums, however you want to look at it. That's going to happen. We're going to have to get those T-shirts. Uh, guys, I got brand-new T-shirts on the way. They cool. will have the brand-new logo on it. They will say official uh, official OHIO podcast member. Uh, up on the on the left chat on the left chest if you we're going to create a membership on the youtube so when you sign up for that uh, membership you will get a free t-shirt we will get that to you so my, name, my face is not on them is it eric no your face is not Thank on there God. chris maybe we'll <laughs> throw that on the on the hey. on the btb shirt i just want to congratulate you guys you really are growing this thing and it's it's a super podcast you're doing really awesome things with this and uh 
I'm just uh, I'm just really, really happy to be doing this and happy to have met both of you. I mean, it's just a, a great experience and congratulations on all your success. Oh, we appreciate Thank that. You. Mike, you we we have been friends and acquaintances since really almost since the beginning. Uh, you were one of the first guests we had on and uh, you've always been so generous with your time uh, with us and we truly do appreciate that. And we appreciate our friendship with you and that that Buckeye Brotherhood bond Bye. that we share. Um, and so it's always good to have you on and uh, I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Guys, be on the lookout for a I lot of great you. stuff. Thank you. Uh, there's going to be a lot of great stuff heading your way, every uh, guys. Make sure you hit the like button, share, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit the bell so you get notified. A lot of good content coming your way. There is some big, big news heading your way. You ready for this? We are way ahead of schedule on the call-in show. We got a brand new phone. We got software. We ran a test. We were missing a couple things. We ordered those things. They arrived the very next day. We tested again, and it was successful. We have one more test to run, and if that test goes well, hopefully maybe this week or next week, we will be ready for the call-in show to start. That's cool. So, I'm so psyched the, about that. The call-in show cool. is we're, – we're aiming. we were aiming for March. I would say tentatively right now – the first of March is when we will be able to launch the call-in show. So in four weeks, if all goes well, maybe even sooner, uh, if we're able to get those tests run. So the call-in show is coming. It's right around the corner. Really looking forward to that. And then you guys can call and argue with us. You can call in and tell us how great we are. You can call in and say, I want to talk about this or that. Whatever you want to do. Like It's going to be, it's going to be great. Uh, so that's right around the corner. In April, this is not April Fool's joke, in April, right before the spring game, there will be a huge announcement that we are a part of. Uh, I have been working behind the scenes with JR and some other friends of mine, and there is something huge coming. So much so that I'm going to share this right now with all of you here real fast let me see if i can can find what i'm looking for um and then we'll we'll end the show here um here we go i found it here it is uh let me make sure it fits the screen here i gotta crop it uh where's my ratio there we go all right here it is guys ready for this College podcast realignment is coming. <laughs> now, I know what you're saying. What in the world does that mean? You're just going to have to wait. But I have a great news. We're great. a part of it. We are a part of it. So it is going to be huge for this channel and for all of you Buckeye fans and that is coming in just a couple months in April. Mike Wargo, thank you so much. Where can everybody get a hold of you, follow you, or or if they would like to to uh, follow you on Facebook or whatever? Mike, uh, Mike Wargo, it should show up there. Uh, and uh, if you want to follow our events for our alumni club, it's uh, OSU. Just do a Facebook search, OSU Alumni Club of Pittsburgh. There you so go. So we have all of our latest events. We got a basketball game watch coming up, I think, March 3rd. 
And then, of course, uh, we're going to, the minute we find out that the, the NCAA does the right thing and vacates this title, I'm planning a party. And it's going to be huge. And uh, we're going to hopefully get a ton of people there and some Michigan pinatas and, uh, you know, set them on fire outside or something. <laughs> Mike, Mike, my friend, let me just make one suggestion. Uh, it. When it comes to that basketball party, drink heavily. It'll make it easier for you. Well, yeah, that's I saw that, and uh, well, you know, we'll see what this new athletic director goes. You know, nobody's safe now with this new guy coming in. So, yeah, it is sad. You know, you always think they're going to uh, to do well, and then you know, it's just it just seems like there's structural problems there where they just I don't know much about basketball. I don't follow too much, but I did see that score. Yeah, it was rough. That was rough. I yeah. would purposely not talk about it because I know I know a lot more about basketball than than football. I played it, coached it, lived it for many, many years. I can't stand uh, watching Ohio State basketball. It's awful. It's, yeah, I, I just never, you know. All right. We're going to do this on our way out. Mike, thank you so much for coming on our way out. We're going to play our new intro again. If you missed really? it at the beginning of the show, our brand new intro uh, for 2024. So we're going to play this on our way out, everybody. Remember, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen, Ohio. Oh, hey. your heart. OH! Go Buckeyes. Happy New Year, guys. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.